My Texas Table presents the Healthy Brain Podcast. This is the show for people who want to improve their brain's stability, clarity, and longevity. Here's your host, certified health coach, Carrie Wainwright Miller. Hey, my friends, I want to welcome you to the Healthy Brain Podcast, where we boldly speak the truth about the direction of your health. Because let's face it, y'all, there's an epidemic of chronic disease in our country today that we think we can control with a pile of pills. Why aren't we looking at prevention more? Here on this podcast, we advocate for food over pills. Doctors all around the world are treating with nutrition first because it's radically changing the lives of their patients. And to help us understand this mindset, we've got a very special guest today, y'all. I I truly believe her story will help transform your life in a way you've never experienced before. She's a compassionate, integrative nutrition health coach, also certified in plant-based nutrition, Her mission is helping women find freedom from pain, fatigue, being over-medicated and understood through plant-based lifestyle coaching, holistic health coaching, and online courses. She currently coaches women with chronic autoimmune diseases, as well as those transitioning to the plant-based lifestyle. Her ministry is leading a whole food plant-based support group called Plant Strong and Courageous, love that, in her local community located in the Texas Hill Country. She earned her certifications from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and the Center for Nutrition Studies. Welcome to the Healthy Brain Podcast, Kathy Ann Rodriguez. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to meet you finally. We talked a couple of times on the phone. Finally. Yeah. You know, reading over your blog this week, I mean, I was really taken back by your story. So if, if you would please share with us your amazing story and why you were so determined to make drastic changes. Absolutely. So you know, just starting out, our whole family was really in a bad way of eating the standard American diet our whole lives. And as a result of that, two of my siblings ended up getting pretty bad autoimmune diseases. Mm. And I watched them, you know, get loaded up on prescription meds and kind of drown in that. One med would lead to another med would lead to another med. And I I literally just kind of watched them die before my eyes. I don't know how else to explain it. But as they got sicker and I tried to help them, I researched a lot about autoimmune diseases. And I just wanted to learn as much as I could about them. I was still, however, at that time eating the standard American diet and not really understanding that that food could heal, you Mm, know. So when I was 40, I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease myself, rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. So at that point, going to the rheumatologist, she prescribed, you know, methotrexate. That was the first thing. And so I absolutely was like, no way, I'm not going to be the one that's going to pile another drug on top of this, another drug on top of that. I researched that. I found out it was actually a form of chemotherapy. And I just refused. I said, I'm going to be the one in the family that draws the line in the sand Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to do it. So I just started researching food and I kind of went from, I learned about inflammation and how different foods cause inflammation in your body. So I actually started off as a vegetarian. 
cutting out the red meat and sodas was my my first two things to cut out. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. And it made huge differences, but I mm-hmm. still suffered from the, you know, rheumatoid arthritis pain. So mm-hmm. then upon further research, I ended up becoming a vegan and I did that for a while. And I still, you know, would walk up the stairs in the morning with the pain and wonder, you know, am I going to have to end up going on drugs? You know, and mm-hmm. I just didn't want to. So that's when I watched Forks Over Knives. And that was life changing for me. That was my very first documentary on food where I it just my light bulb went off. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to have to do this. And then at that point, I went whole food plant based. And so, you know, a lot of people don't understand the difference between the three vegetarian, vegan and whole food plant based. Mm -hmm. But I just completely went all the way and took the plunge and I would say it was probably about three months or so after that. I just remember like pouring a cup of coffee one morning and all of a sudden I realized I didn't have pain walking up the stairs this morning. And I had to think back, when was the last time I had pain? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I have really seen a tremendous result. I've never gone on a prescription med for my arthritis. And when I get off of whole food plant-based, I will flare. And so for me, it's just a no-brainer, you Mm -hmm. know, to stay on it. And I kind of did this for myself for a while. And then my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of anger there because they had been doing the Atkins diet, which at that time, you know, they were really abusing it. And... She ended up with 10 masses between the two breasts. She got a mastectomy on the right side and decided not to do anything about the three on the left that were very tiny. And she was 81, so she didn't want chemo. She didn't want radiation. She Mm -hmm. was like, I've lived a long life. I'm good. Whatever happens, God's got this. So that day, I talked to my dad, who kind of helped her make most of her decisions at that time. And I just suggested that, look, you know, what do we have to lose? Just try this with me. Because by that time, I had researched so much and I knew that, you know, you can stop the growth of these cancer tumors. You can stop the growth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if she can gain two extra years, three extra years, you know, what do you have to lose? So that day, we literally cleaned out her pantry my mom and dad got on, you know, they were just 100% with me. And within a year, those little tumors in her left breast dissipated. Oh, wow. And she is cancer-free today. That she's is 84 amazing. years old now. Mm-hmm. That is so great. Yeah. I love that story. You know, you hear a lot, oh, my parents would never do that. They mm-hmm. never would change their diets. Yeah. And, and so she was just kind of at her wit's end. She was at... It was a diagnosis that she received, and she was willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. Mm. We call her the trifecta of disease because she actually had congestive heart failure, which she still does, and diabetes. And so she was kind of like my triangle of disease right there. Mm -hmm. And and her congestive heart failure is like, oh, my gosh, she's so much better in that area, too. Her diabetes she'll have forever because she's gone from type 2 to type 1 over the 34 years she's had it or Mm -hmm. so, you know. But she's doing great. That's awesome. That is such great news. Mm -hmm. 
So Kathy, as a, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, you've adopted a whole foods plant-based dietary plan with your clients. So let's talk briefly about the foods you incorporate and the foods you throw out. So the <laughs> listeners know, I mean, exactly the meaning behind whole foods plant-based. Okay, exactly. So I always say that whole foods plant-based is like three steps a little bit to the crazier side than even a vegan because with whole food plant-based, we give up the oils, any kind of processed oils, and also any processed foods. And we try to stay away from like the refined sugars and that kind of thing. So that's all oils. Yes. Avocado. No, no, no. No. So um, only processed oils. So natural oils that you can find in nuts and avocados and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and other foods like that. Definitely you keep in the diet because you need oil. Your body needs oil to actually process Mm -hmm. vitamins. Mm -hmm. And um, but processed oils, anything that's refined, because basically they're taking the majority of the nutrition out of like let's take an olive, for example. Mm-hmm. So if you eat an olive whole, you're getting all of the vitamins, nutrients, and the oils in the olive. And and that's, you know, just super great for you. But once you refine that and process it out, mm-hmm. even though olive oil has been known to, you know, be super healthy for us, you're just basically breaking that down into a fat. And I think I believe it's nine grams of calories you know, versus just eating a regular olive. So definitely it's better for you and Mm -hmm. you're not clogging arteries and causing heart disease. Yeah. Cause I I mean, I followed that Dr. Estelson and his family. So what is it? The mom and the daughter? Mm -hmm. They have their own cooking show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. But they don't cook with oils, right? At all. So they're real strict. Yes. Okay, so there's kind of different levels there. Yeah. And that's kind of the difference between like vegan and whole food plant-based. Okay. So yeah. And talk about that just briefly, because I know Mm -hmm. you talked earlier, a lot of people are confused, Mm -hmm. vegan versus vegetarian versus whole foods plant-based and then just plant-based. Yes. Absolutely. So if you could just talk real briefly. Sure. So like most vegetarians definitely avoid the meat, but Mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of vegetarians making a choice on whether they want to have fish which is technically called a pescatarian, but some of them will still have fish. Some of them might choose to still have dairy or, you know, those kinds of products. And then as a vegan, the main thing about a vegan, a lot of vegans go vegan because of the animals. So I am a 100% animal, you know, advocate as well, Mm -hmm. but um, I went vegan for my health basically. But being a vegan, you cut out all animal products. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're cutting out oils. You could have vegetable oil. It doesn't mean that you're cutting out sugars because that's, you know, not an animal product. So you can still have sugar, which is really bad for you. Mm. So also processed foods. Most vegans don't, you know, they'll eat a a processed vegan food where a whole food plant-based person generally tries to do it 100% whole, no processed, no chemicals, no refined oils, no refined sugars. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Sure. So let's just say there's a listener out there who's got a loved one who they care for, and and maybe that person has some form of dementia. The whole family's been eating a Southern diet, you know, like chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes with the gravy and butter and, and all biscuits and all that. And they contemplate changing their loved one's eating habits, but 
they get in the stage of feeling sorry for them. There's that guilt that takes over. They want to give them the unhealthy foods that they crave, but Mm -hmm. they do want the best for them. I hear that a lot. They, They have no idea where to even start because maybe they don't understand the importance of nutrition. And as a coach, where do you start to implement change? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. So one of the things that I personally do is called crowding out. Mm-hmm. And basically what that is, is, you know, if somebody still decides they want to eat meat and they want to eat the dairy and the cheese, which is highly addictive, that's a whole nother topic for you that you need to look into. I actually am not. I don't crave cheese. I never have. That is, is amazing. I hope I you never do. <laughs> I don't crave meat either. So actually, this whole diet's really good. Yeah, it's easy to do when uh, you yeah, don't crave either. Yeah. So you know, basically, what I do is is I just suggest that you put more of the goodness on your plate and crowd out the things that could harm you. And so I have had lots of people that are like, there's no way. Like I actually could tell you about this really sweet lady. I sat with her. I, I found out she had was an arterial pulmonary disease, mm-hmm. and hypertension. That's what it was. And I researched to see if there's anybody that has ever done plant-based and, you know, healed from it. And there was. I found somebody. And I went to her house and I sat down and I explained it to her. And after I told her everything, she's like, honey, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to give up my sweets and my meats. You know that. And, you know, so I left kind of downhearted and I'm not I'm not even going to kid you. She actually passed away about a year later after that. I felt like, oh, my gosh. If she would have just tried this, if she would have just done this, I had a lot of guilt from that, mm-hmm. but I learned a big lesson from that. And what I learned was that not everybody's willing to switch 100%. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't, that can't be our message. Our message needs to be crowd out the bad, you know, bring in as much of the good as you can, get as much of that goodness on your plate, and then, you know, don't make the meats and the cheeses and, you know, those sides the star of the meal. Let's yeah. make something that is a, a a whole vegetable, a whole food, the star of the meal. So yeah, I actually help people, you know, learn how to make one meal two different ways for the family members that 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 don't eat plant based. Yeah, that's so helpful. Mm-hmm. So Kathy, you're a believer in educating and researching for yourself, mm-hmm. and I love that. <laughs> First, what do you want? to say to the audience to encourage them to do the same because what <laughs> we're doing by doing that is taking control of our own health mm-hmm. and we can do the research it's all out there yeah you know absolutely. so and then we've got to listen to our bodies so mm-hmm. tell me how, how do you encourage other yeah. people yeah well I'll just take our group for example so one of the things that we do in our plant-based group is we have learning meetings. And this was, of course, pre-COVID. We haven't had so many during COVID-19, but we would have learning meetings and I would take the month in between the meeting and I would do research, research, research on whatever the topic would be and then bring it to the meeting and we would do like a data dump and basically just throw out, you know, whatever (laughs) the topic is, throw it out there, Uh good, bad, and ugly. And they call me the mad researcher. (laughs) So, but I also encourage them to bring their own data. Like, Mm. don't just take my word for what I found. You come, 
you know, armed with your tools too. And, and I do encourage everybody, encourage you just get as many books as you can. I'm kind of addicted to reading as I just read and read and read as much as I can. And I kind of have this eat the hay and leave the wire philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, you know, not all of everything that I read, I'm going to believe, but I'm going to research and research as much as I can until I'm convinced of what is the right thing to do. And I encourage everybody to do that. Yeah, I do have quite the selection in my library. Mm-hmm. I love reading. So yeah, I'm like you, I dive deep yeah. into lots of books. So at this time, would you like to give our listeners maybe a couple of resources to get them started on whole foods, plant-based? Absolutely. You know, you've got um, those. Yes. Well, first of all, Forks Over Knives, that is a great documentary, but I'm telling you it's a little old school, so you have to be prepared for that. Don't be sitting there expecting like, you know, a brand new 2020 movie, <laughs> but go with an open mind and just hear the research and hear, you know, everything that they have to say and then make, again, your own choice, make your own mind up. If you do choose to go whole food plant-based, they have a huge line. Like I'm sitting here looking at these magazines right here from Forks Over Knives. They come out, they want to make it easy for people to do it. So they come out with books, magazines. Um, they have an app you can download on your phone. $4.99, the best investment, best $5 investment I've ever spent because it's a recipe app. And you can, yeah, be in the store. What am I going to make for dinner tonight? And then you just pull up whatever you're in the mood for. Dr. Michael Greger, How Not to Die, my favorite. He's my hero. He's my Mm. personal hero. It's a great book. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And what's awesome about that book is that he actually takes like the top 15 killers in America mm-hmm. and he addresses each one of them. So I have yeah. had people come to the group with kidney disease. They don't want to read this 700 page book, but they'll read a chapter on kidney disease, yeah. you know, and and so, so it's helpful. definitely worth looking into. You mentioned Rip Esselstein, China Study. There's just so many out there. There is a good resource, the Plantrition Project. Mm-hmm. Scott Stoll is associated with that project as well. And that was the one out of Midland? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Well, um, the Plantrician Project, they actually put together resources for you to be able to hand out to people very inexpensively to just, this, this is the basic. This is how you do it. This is what you avoid. This is what you eat. And this is how you get started. So that's really good, too. That's so cool. So that's mm-hmm. on their website, theplantritionproject.com, maybe, or, or um, .org. I can't actually see it right that's now. That's okay. But I'll can, put a link yes. at the bottom. So yes, I can't remember it. But can. Plant Pure Nation is another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, my pod, uh, I, I call it a pod, but our group is a member. We're a Plant Pure pod member of the plant pure communities. Yes. yes uh-huh. And so they also have tons of resources that you can go to. Okay. Well, that's very helpful. We'll put all that information down below. Obviously, Kathy, big food has a hold on our health. <laughs> Just look at the grocery stores, the Walmarts, the fast food industries all across America filled with all kinds of unhealthy choices, not to mention all the billions of dollars they spend in advertising and marketing to lure us into buying their junk. Kathy, what would you say to those who have addiction to all those sugary, salty, oily comfort foods? I mean, what's the first step in helping them conquer their addiction to food? Oh my gosh. 
That is such a great question because I would say the very first thing would be to try to just start cutting out the sugar. Sugar is what the majority of us are addicted to. Sugar has actually been found to be eight times more addicting than than heroin. Right. And that's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will get addicted to the, the sugary sodas and that kind of thing. And, and basically, it's like very slowly killing, you know, America. Mm-hmm. I really believe that with through obesity and just everything else. It causes everything. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's awful. So mm-hmm. when I have somebody that is actually like super addicted, like they cannot stop purchasing the sodas or, you know, anything, I mean, you know, that, that contains refined sugars. I suggest to them to substitute like where they would normally grab a soda to grab, have a plate of blueberries there, have something that's going to like help you even, uh, the medjool dates. Yes. Um, you know, yes. You know, at first somebody that's really addicted to a soda, that date is not even going to be sweet to them, honestly, but if they just keep doing that, just keep grabbing something in, instead, it's just kind of like how we train puppies, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they do something wrong, you just give them the good toy. Yes. And it, it's the same thing. You know, you just start replacing and having some kind of a filler and just start weaning. I wouldn't definitely do it overnight because you, you know, you are going to detox when you mm-hmm. start to get off of the bad sugar. Mm-hmm. Second thing that I would definitely, and I think sugar is the first because, you know, I don't think it's the worst for us, but I think it's the hardest to kick. Yeah. The next would be dairy. I would just go to dairy next. And that could again, be a whole topic for you mm-hmm. <laughs> for Absolutely. a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So sugar, I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, I was, I felt like I was addicted to Dr. Pepper there mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, we're all, we've all. What Texan isn't? I, I mean, know. at one point it's in our lives. so, mm-hmm. so sad. And then, you know, we grew up with sweets at dinner. I know my mm-hmm. mom baked cookies or cake or, or whatever, you know. And it's like, a reward. So like, as I grew or up. Or a filler. For, it, was, it was a filler for us. Because yeah. we didn't have a lot of food, but. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's, yeah. You do good on a test. Let's, you know, here, here's a German chocolate cake, you know, it's just for us, it was always a reward growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not, you know, not my mom's fault. She didn't know any better. That's how we were raised. You know, that's how she was raised. Right. Okay. So Mm -hmm. for those out there who want their glass of wine before they go to sleep, (laughs) um, is there a lot of sugar in that glass of wine? Well, there is sugar in wine. Yeah, but out of all of the alcoholic beverages, wine is probably the healthiest. If you're going to have a glass of anything, I would say have it be a glass of wine. Okay. And I don't I don't advocate going out and getting a bottle of it and drinking it tonight, <laughs> but I do say, you know, if you're going to have to make a choice, yeah, that would be the healthiest of all alcoholic beverages, but I would say to definitely try to start cutting that out too is or going, you know, as low as you possibly could. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad, some bad stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> so you, you talked, I think you might have mentioned pa- a pantry clean out. So is that something that people can tend to do on their own or they really need somebody? Have you found that they need you as a co- the coach yeah. to, to help them and guide them and you are the accountability partner? Yeah, well... I mean, I think everybody can definitely do that on their own, but having somebody 
that kind of can help them read the food labels, read the ingredients, understand what this food can do and what that food can do. Definitely very, very helpful. Yeah. And reading labels is huge, isn't it? Yeah. It's eye-opening. It's eye-opening. Like one of the things that we do with the group is we've done grocery store tours. And what I do is I play a little game with them and I have everybody go and get their favorite food and bring it back to the circle. And we have one or two people that are sitting there with Google and we start listing off the ingredients and just running them through Google and getting the definitions of what they're actually putting Ah, into their bodies. Yeah. It's eye opening. And then, you know, through that, you can actually find a healthy replacement. Like, okay, so if I just really love this, then what can we find that's healthy to, to swap that out? Because we always need that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, mine's chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, don't leave a bag of chips in, yeah. in the counter because yeah. the I, I will demolish them. Mine's pastries. Into, <laughs> oh, pastries. Oh, I know. Horrible. I yeah. know. Well, it's that, yeah, that lovely gluten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we are addicted to as well. <laughs> so what I was going to ask about the potato chips, what 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 substitute? So so let's just take for instance. I'm not sure what type of potato chip that you love, but basically what I try to do, like on a tour like that, or just for my own personal shopping, is I look at the ingredients with a potato chip. Unfortunately, almost every potato chip is going to have that added oil. Yeah. So you have an option. You can actually make your own if you'd like. Just bake them. Use an air fryer, you know, to do that. Take tortillas and you can actually bake them yourself. Or, you know, you allow the oil that's going to be in that, as long as everything else is whole and healthy, look for non-GMO. You want to look for, you know, 100% whole, like the wheat or whatever. If it's if it's a corn, specifically corn, look for non-GMO. But then, you know, you want to be able to understand and read the ingredients and have them be simple. So if you start to see a whole list of, you know, flavorings and that kind of thing in those potato chips, definitely don't choose those. But then, you know, like I tell my clients and our group members, if you're going to choose a bag of potato chips, just understand this has the added oil, you know, Mm -hmm. so you are consuming the added oil in this particular product. And then we kind of go by, and this kind of came from T. T. Colin Campbell through his research, and you'll find this in Forks Over Knives. There's like a 10% rule, Mm -hmm. basically. And we just kind of follow that 10% rule and say, if we're going to, you know, give a little bit in a little area, try to not allow that to be more than 10% of your total calorie intake. Right. So, you know, not everybody's going to be 100% perfect. And if so, Mm -hmm. nobody would ever do this. Right. How about the popcorn? You know, (laughs) you see all, everywhere you go, you see the light popcorn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I look at the ingredients and it always has that sunflower oil Mm -hmm. in it a lot of times. Pop your own. It's the best. That's the very best. So there's a lot of degrees on popcorn. That air popper or something? Yeah. If you did air popper. That's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Microwave popcorn, the list of chemicals in microwave popcorn. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, get, I, I agree. Yeah. Get out your phone, Google all the ingredients, and you'll never want another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you teach meal prepping? So I haven't taught it specifically myself to clients one-on-one, but in our group, we have done that. We've mm-hmm. actually had full classes on meal prepping. 
yeah, and it's a super wonderful skill to have, especially if you're going to be doing whole food plant-based. It's it's a whole different thought process. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So do you, just curious, do you meal prep on Sundays for your whole week or just maybe for a few days? Or? I do a few days at a time. And right now, because you know my life has changed a lot, I now have a 10-hour a day job, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to, you know, you kind of have to keep readjusting whatever life brings you. Gotcha. And um, so I'll do a few few days at a time. And I try to just make sure that I have enough for lunches and dinners and for healthy snacks. Because if you can make sure, like when I come to my office and I'm, I know I'm going to be on the phones for 10 hours, you know, I want to have healthy snacks surrounding me. So when I start to get a little hungry, I'm not going to run in and, you know, grab um, all of my, yeah, because I have, you know, I have two kids that are adults that still live with me in their Mm twenties going through school and they're not plant-based. And so, you know, I don't have a 100% plant-based pantry. So, you know, I just try to avoid, like, don't set myself up for failure, you Mm -hmm. know, by surrounding myself with healthy choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I'm the same way because I'm I'm home with my, you know, my husband, he's not plant-based. Right. And I've been going through this for what, six weeks now. Yeah. Have you been plant-based for six weeks? Six weeks. Yeah. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Well, (laughs) thank you. Are you feeling better? I do feel good, but I'm I'm trying to, you know, um, really look at deleting, getting rid of some vitamins. So only two vitamins that I take are B12 and vitamin D. That's what I'm taking. It's the only two supplements. So that's just the last couple of days, though. But that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm taking. That's it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Because you should be able to... So Dr. Greger has something called the Daily Dozen. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard of that or not. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what we do in the group is, is there's an app that you can download for free. And we encourage everybody to try to hit as many of those categories in the Daily Dozen every single day. And if you can stay balanced in the daily dozen, you are not going to be lacking of any vitamins and nutrients, proteins, anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we can't get, and it's not because it's not because animals produce B12, but the only thing that we can't actually get eating plant-based is the B12. And everyone in America needs to make sure that they're up on their, their vitamin D. Yeah. So absolutely. Vitamin D. Yeah. And those are the only two things that I take. And religiously, like I set an alarm on my phone once a week, I load up on them and that's it. (laughs) Good for you. Mm -hmm. So what is your most frequently asked question? Oh, uh, it has to be, where do you get your protein? (laughs) It has to be that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if I had a dime for every time, you know, (laughs) I could probably, I don't know, buy a new house. It's a huge debate. You know, it, it becomes a huge debate. But so can plants provide enough protein? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, when my husband started, my husband's now, I would say, 93% or so plant-based. Wow, and I'm great. so excited about that. But when he first started looking into it, that was his biggest question. And so here I am helping all these people in the community and I'm fighting my husband, you know, on trying to prove to him that plants have protein. And so what we did, and this is a great way to to figure it out yourself, what we did was we actually took the daily dozen Mm -hmm. and we said, okay, if you have three servings of this and so many servings of this, and we sat down 
three or four days in a row and I added up his protein and he was getting adequate amounts. And finally he stopped asking. I was like, do you need me to prove it again? Do you you need proved me to prove your it point, again? girl. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now he's fine with it. That's and awesome. he doesn't, yeah, you don't feel the protein that you're getting is actually leaner and better for you than proteins from animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. we our bodies don't really need as much protein as they're pushing out there. Right, right. So. Anyway, so Kathy, I'm sure you're in agreement that we really should be taking care of our health more seriously after COVID hit our country. Mm -hmm. And the mask and social distancing obviously are not working. I mean, I personally knew three individuals who died of COVID. They did Mm -hmm. everything right, followed all the protocols of the CDC, the World Health Organization, and still contracted COVID and died. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there isn't more awareness of prevention or reversal of chronic disease, you know, in building up the immune system? So when viruses continue to attack our bodies, which they all ways do. We, mm-hmm. we have viruses around everywhere, you know, that we're, that we're good. Right. So I think that a lot of people react versus being proactive. So we hear there's this pandemic and then everyone reacts to the pandemic. What can we do? What can we do? I don't have an opinion. Do masks work? Do masks not work? But I do have an opinion on If you fill your body with the healthiest nutrients that you can, your immune system is going to be stronger and you're going to be able to fight off these things. I mean, I can't tell you how many flu seasons that I went through being plant-based that I didn't even get a sniffle and have not taken a flu shot. So, yeah. And so- Have you ever taken a flu shot? I used to. Okay. So when you went plant-based- I stopped. You stopped. Um, And only because I felt so good. You know, it was like, I feel really great. I I feel like I think my body has enough immunity now. And here I am having an autoimmune disease, you know, which is an oxymoron. But yeah, I just, I felt strong, still feel strong. And I, you know, not going to get the flu shot this year too. I'm not, I'm not telling you not to get a flu shot. (laughs) If that's what you agree with, then yes, 100% do it. But I'm just super like for myself personally, I don't like to put drugs into my body. I just don't like to do it. Yeah. We are all against that. As much as I can avoid it, I will. (laughs) Yeah. So Kathy, before we wrap up this interview, I've got a quick question. What is the first thing that comes to mind when I say this statement? We cannot continue to live in fear. It's so funny that that was your last question because I don't want to get emotional, but the reason why I named our plant-based group Plant Strong and Courageous Mm -hmm. is because I, I look at... I look at this as a fight. We're in a fight. And it's a fight against, you know, what America is becoming with the food that we're eating and the diseases and the ailments that everybody's getting. And we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And we can ball up, you know, in a little fetal position and be afraid of it. Or we can stand up and fight and do something against it. And that's... That's what I believe that we need to do. And so all of the people, you know, that come to me for the group or just, you know, clients in general, I just ask them, are you ready for the fight? You know, that's what we're here for. And, you know, we don't need to be afraid. We need to be courageous. Yeah. God's got this. Yeah, he does. 100%. 
So Kathy, thank you so much (laughs) for being a guest here on the Healthy Brain Podcast. It's been so fun to hang out with you today and so educational, I know, for our listeners. Thank you for all that you do here in God's country, you know, right right. here in the hill country in Texas. Texas. (laughs) And you encourage and support so many individuals in their health journeys. Thank you. Yeah. So we'd love for you to share uh, with us where we can find you on any social media platforms. Yeah. And your, you know, if you'd like to give out your email or Thank website. You. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So my website is KathyAnnRodriguez.com and it's Kathy with a K and with an E. Rodriguez with a Z. (laughs) Those are always the questions I'm asked. That's my health coaching. Uh, My business is called Health Coaching with Kathy Ann. And then if you are interested in finding our group, I have a website for our our support group. It's Plant Strong and Courageous, all spelled out, .com. And you can also find us on opentribe.com and just look for Plant Strong and Courageous. And I want to mention that because if you're looking for a support group, and you are not in the Texas Hill Country, you can just go to groups there and there's groups all across the country that you can join. And so it's just a it's a, a super great resource. Lots of resources there. Learn how to start, you know, getting into the whole food plant-based that way. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Kathy, thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You again. I look forward to keeping in touch with you. Yes. God bless you. God bless you too. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace personalized advice from your healthcare provider. If you have specific medical questions, please talk to a licensed medical professional.